Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The great social media migration is on. Everyone's going uh, to their respective corners, and that's fine. And the political left will tell you, oh, you're on parlor. You must be one of them fringe radicals. And the political right will just not care what people on Twitter have to say at all. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. That's the number. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Twitter and Instagram. Ah, not Twitter. Parlor and Instagram. See, some muscle memory is still hard. Tony Katz. Yeah, still still the Instagram, still the Facebook. I've got a really good community of Facebook, really good group of people. Super happy with that. So we're going to keep that we're going to keep that going for as long as we can. But absolutely made the move to parlor. Now, do I expect these new social media platforms to be any less of a dumpster fire in terms of anger, hate, viciousness uh, than than they have been. That part, no. And for those reasons, on, on a very personal level, I don't see myself doing as much with it as others. Right? I've never been a. I've never been great at social media. I can. I can play it, I can work it, I can do it. It's just, it's not, it's not where I live and breathe. I'd much rather talk. It's maybe it's why I do three radio shows, right? I do this show and then I've got a morning show in Indianapolis. And then I have a show called Eat, Drink, Smoke, which reviews bourbon and cigars. You can actually get the podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Eat, Drink, Smoke, easy to do. I like to talk. I like to share with people and engage. Uh, but I, I was, I was sent this, this, uh, on, on social media, or so there's still some good. Uh, that one of uh, the, um, I guess, one of the Lincoln Project dudes, or one of these uh, people who's totally into silencing others, talking about how uh, Simon and Schuster has decided not to publish the book of Josh Hawley, Senator Josh Hawley, The Tyranny of Big Tech. They're not going to publish it because of the insurrection that took place at uh, the Capitol. It wasn't an insurrection. Stop it. And somebody wrote, this is an important step and one that every business in America must follow. Hawley should be a pariah. You understand that the differences between us is not just the difference between Parler and Twitter. And when I say us, I mean the free and thinking people who think that people should be allowed to speak, even if what they say is mean or mean-spirited or ugly or insane. And those people who believe that they should have the right to tell you what you can and cannot say and keep you from saying or not saying certain things. Remember what I just said, they only not want only they don't only want to keep you from saying things. They want to prevent you from not saying things, meaning compelling you to speech. Jordan Peterson does one of the great conversations about this, that nowhere in English common law are you compelled to speech. Maybe there are things that you shouldn't say, but in no way are there things that you must say. That 
is where we're at. That's the difference between us and them. If you're listening to this show, if you're in this with us, if you're a part of this, like all of us together, it isn't that you agree with me on everything I say. Because that's insane. But rather, what you want to be a part of is the ability to say, I agree or I disagree, or that's an interesting point, or, oh, Tony, you're nuts and here's why. You want to be a part of something bigger that allows you to have as much free thought as I believe I should have as well. I cannot stop you and you cannot stop me, and that's the mutual respect. That's the good. That's the American way. So notice it didn't involve you being a Republican or a Democrat or a Libertarian or, or, or what have you. That never came up, did it? What came up is a concept of shared values. The thing that connects us all in this moment is the shared value of being able to express oneself. And in my, what I do behind this microphone, that means I have to express myself in a way that connects and I have to be able to back it up in a way that I show you and share with you and prove to you that I've done my homework. Because if I just sit here and spout off, you're too smart and you'll know I'm full of crap and the next thing you know, I'm a guy saying, uh, welcome to Costco. Now there's nothing wrong with saying welcome to Costco. I mean, maybe you get a good deal on the hot dogs. Can you imagine less than a buck fifty for the hot dog and a soda? That's a dream. But I like this gig, and I want to keep it. And in order to keep it, I got to be able to provide, and I got to be able to to step up. And as long as I do my job, you respond and and bring in that honest conversation, that honest look, that agreement, and that disagreement. That's what rational people do in a free and civil society. In their society, (laughs) they applaud publishers for not publishing books. They threaten people who want to speak. Or they threaten you for not speaking. How do we know this? Uh, Excuse me, uh, small business owner. Uh, Where is your statement in support for Black Lives Matter? Oh, you don't have a statement in support of Black Lives Matter? Excuse me while I go to Facebook. This business does not have a statement in support of Black Lives Matter. Who could really frequent this establishment? That's not a joke. That happened. I know business owners, personally know business owners, who had this happen to them. They were asked for their statements. I don't have a statement. Well, why aren't you speaking out in favor of, of Black Lives Matter? Well, I, we, we, we sell donuts. Yes, but you should support Black Lives Matter. Uh, we have... Black employees, I'm not quite sure what you're saying. We sell donuts. And would, would you like a donut? We have many donuts. Well, if you will not be discussing how you support Black Lives Matter, well, we, 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 can't, we can't let people come eat your donuts. But we sell donuts to everyone who comes in the door. Not good enough! You must speak out as we tell you to speak out and be quiet when we tell you to be quiet. You see, silence is violence, but speaking the wrong words is also violence. We'll let you know when you've done it right. Now, about those donuts. Are they vegan? 
This is the world we're living in. People who applaud and support silencing others or compelling speech from others. This is it, and this is the difference. And this is the difference in a very, very easy way between Parler and Twitter. By the way, according to Brandon Straka, who uh, created the Walk Away uh, campaign, he's the face of that, Facebook deleted his, his group. Facebook deleted his group. He's got 500,000 people. That's it. That's insane. This, according to the Post Millennial. Now, he, he, they, they've got the posts up, right, that say, uh, your page, Walkaway Foundation, has been removed for violating our terms of service. I guess, uh, I guess Facebook uh, doesn't have long for me. That's too bad. We've got a really good group there. You should go. I mean, uh, if, if you're still on Facebook, uh, be a part of it. Tony Katz Radio. Just go and, and, and like the page. I really do enjoy it. But... It's the difference between being able to be free and not be free. That is the fundamental. It's to think freely and not and or not. To react freely or not. To ask questions freely or not. I choose everything in the former and nothing in the latter. Free and rational people do that. And when they do it enough, they'll find that when they look at the letter after their name that denotes their politics that maybe they do or maybe they don't have as many things in common with the people they're supposed to align with as they thought. And sometimes it comes in the strangest of ways because right now you're saying all the things that you're supposed to say and not saying all the things you're not supposed to say. Until the time comes and you realize that you're the writer of Harry Potter, uh, J.K. Rowling, and you said the thing that they said you can't say. J.K. Rowling has a billion dollars. She could tell you to kiss off four ways from Sunday, and with a very lovely accent, mind you. You don't don't have a billion dollars. And when they come for your business, and when they come to attack you, and they come to demand the fealty, and they come to demand the statements, and you want to be able to think freely and say, listen, I'm with you here, 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 and here, but this one little thing, oh, that one little thing is the most important thing. You are not okay. There was a coffee shop owner in San Francisco. Supported Black Lives Matter, supported this, supported that. Here, use my coffee shop. Yeah, sure, another round, absolutely. Oh, well, oh, Israel? Well, I'm a, I'm a Zionist, so I, I just... You support Israel? We can't drink your swill, even if it was for free and we left a mess each time. That's who they are. You see this enough, you'll question that letter at the end of your name, and you'll also realize that Atlas Shrugged is a really good book. I'm Tony Katz. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris took to the microphones yesterday and in a discussion about what happened at the Capitol went as full-on race baiting as you may have ever seen. And I've seen some people buy into this, including people I know and like. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. I will tell you 
uh, that I watched what you watched and I wanted to know where the Capitol Police were. Where, where were they? We've got a Capitol Police. We want them to do the job. So where were they to do the job? This is the question. And I think that it is right that the Capitol Police Chief Steve Sund has resigned. What I found interesting is that Mitch McConnell demanded the resignation of the sergeant at arms. I mean, that's, you, you have a job to do. You, bet, you better do the job. And I think from that point of view, I don't, th- I don't think there's anything wrong with asking, why wasn't it done? Why wasn't it handled? Where, where were they? Now, that's not true of all of the Capitol Police, because some Capitol Police officers got hurt. One person got killed. People got injured. It wasn't all a lovey-dovey scene in terms of people getting into the Capitol. The actual rally itself that took place in D.C., uh, what's the term that they use? Mostly peaceful? That's the term that they use, right? That's the term that they used to use. I mean, that used to be the whole thing. Everything was always just mostly peaceful and no big deal. I mean, I I can prove it to you, Uh, but you know what that means. All right, you you need it. You asked for it. I'll I'll give it to you. It wasn't so long ago that media was defending joyously protests and riots and the destruction of property. I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a mostly a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly. That ain't a riot. What we're seeing right now in Minneapolis. They are strictly principled anti-fascists, and they've taken a principled stand to stand against white supremacists and white nationalists wherever they may show up. I argue to you tonight. All punches are not equal morally. It says it right in the name: Antifa, anti-fascism, which is what they were there um, fighting. Listen, there's you know no organization is perfect. There are some violence. Any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property, but these are not reasonable times. But thank goodness for the looters, man. And please show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I'm only halfway through. It is amazing how much they were okay with the destruction of your city, but all of a sudden it's where they work and they're like, don't get me wrong, I'm opposed to what happened. I think it's wrong. I condemn it. But people who are okay with you losing your business or you losing your house or you being threatened on sidewalks, now have an entire fence around their office. This is no joke. According to Jake Sherman from NBC News, the Capitol grounds are completely surrounded with fencing, only proving that border walls work. This is unbelievable. If only you had unlimited funds that you could steal from others to build these things for you. Two things at play. Number one, 
is the idea that they, and it is so important to remember, you must keep this close to you, that when they said nothing about violence in riots across cities, they were condoning it. We were opposed to it, because free and thinking people are opposed to the destruction of private property. Why? Because private property is what matters. Without private property, you cannot be free. Let me say it again. Without private property, you cannot be free. How can you be free if you cannot own things? Or uh, said another way, how can you be free if you cannot say no? We watched people's livelihoods get destroyed and we were told by the woke folk, it's just stuff. Ah, well, you know, these people need to be heard. It was just brushed aside. They didn't care. Ocasio-Cortez didn't care. Ilhan Omar didn't care. Rashida Tlaib didn't care. Dick Durbin didn't care. Speaker Pelosi didn't care. She doesn't care. Speaker Pelosi didn't care. Here, here, let me let me prove it to you. I don't care that much about statutes. I don't care about statues, meaning statues being toppled. And shouldn't there be a commission? Shouldn't there be something that, that we should vote on this? And she said people will do what they do. It must be easy as you go back to your $12 a pint ice cream. But that's for their stuff and their statues and their things. But for, for the Capitol, big fences. Lots of protection. Now, I actually believe that there should be protection. And I want to know where the Capitol Police were. I want to know why it was so easy. I want to know why they turned down the extra support. And I don't mind some people losing their job. But I started this by discussing a talk that both Kamala Harris and Joe Biden gave yesterday that have inputted this conversation of race that will prove to you that the next four years are going to be rough and you need bourbon. I'll help. I'm Tony Katz. Hold on. I'm in the middle of a text. What? The show? The, we're, we're doing the show. Yeah, but I'm texting somebody about how we create a TV show out of Eat, Drink, Smoke. Because honestly, it's, it's clear to me that all we should be doing is smoking cigars and drinking bourbon and relaxing. This is all, it's madness out there. We're all safe in here. So as long as we're all safe in here, you know, that's, that's the... That's what I'm trying to, to figure out. I, I, honestly, I was actually in the middle of a text talking about exactly that. That's a true story. So help me, I won't lie to you. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. That is the number. That's how you get to be a part of what we're... Um... Call in, talk to me. I wanted to get into what it is that both Kamala Harris... And Joe Biden said, I promised I would. Because they really, they, they made it, they made it racial, what happened at the Capitol. And there are people buying in, and I find it, I find it crazy. 
dangerous, dangerous crazy that that anybody would go down this road. And people who I I would argue respect, you might not know them, right? Are are are, are following suit like that's that's pretty much madness. That's pretty much madness. Now there are things that happen that like I, when when we all say, all right, that's ridiculous. I'll I, I get it. Right? There are things that make perfect sense to me. Like, for example, the photo of the guy wearing the Camp Auschwitz sweatshirt. I don't know if you saw this or not. I'm staring at it right now. This guy's on his on his cell phone and it says it's it's a hoodie. Right? It's a pullover, you have to place for your hands. And it, and, it, and it reads Camp Auschwitz. We're talking about the concentration camp. And there's a, a skull. And instead of crossbones, it's like two rowing oars. And it says, work brings freedom. When I talk about things political and the political right, when I talk about policies and ideas, I, 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 they come from the soul, they come from study. You think my target guy is a guy wearing a Camp Auschwitz hoodie? Let, let me rephrase it. You think that guy is listening to Tony Katz? I mean, do I have to use the Hebrew name? You know, welcome everybody, Aaron Yisrael Ben Label. Shalom Aleichem, Mashalom Ha. I mean, I, I, how, much, how much do I have to prove to, uh, to, to get these people to be like, oh wait, this isn't one of us? Cause I ain't one of them. I'm discussing policies. I'm discussing conversations from Locke and Burke. I'm discussing the founding of the nation. The very idea of who we are as human beings, that's what I'm discussing. Good Lord. So when I see at this rally someone's wearing Camp Auschwitz, man, they ain't my people. They ain't my people. I did have someone tell me that they are my people. I get, I get a, uh, a message yesterday. And the message is blanking traitorous traitor. And I'm like, what in the world is this? And so I go in and, and, and I look and I'm like, I, I know, I know that name, but they, they, they don't respond. The name was from a a guy I I uh I once went to Israel with 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 a youth group. I was I was it was like thirty years ago, thirty one years ago, thirty one years ago. Went to Israel for six weeks with this youth group. It was a great time, from what I remember. I don't actually remember all of it. And and uh, he he was he was a part uh, of the group. And so we have this little Facebook group of those of us who went on this trip. And every now and then, someone will post something. Hey, look, I found this. Hey, I remember that. It's like, oh, that's cool. You know, you check in with somebody. How you doing? Uh, good things. I only have really one friend from there that I still uh, keep well in touch with. Blanking traitor's traitor. Well, what's this all about? Well, I see that this person posts an insanity about me. Angry 
with me, calling me out. You spread conspiracy theories, lies all the time on the election, Biden and anyone who doesn't agree with you. You are entitled to your opinion, but words matter. Now, wait a second. If I'm entitled to my opinion, why can't I have my opinion? And if you say that I'm lying, what specifically do you think that I'm lying about? And then they continue, you mocked Biden for stuttering in the past on your shows. Oh, holy hell. The Joe Biden story goes like this. I was on Fox. I was on Fox News. And it was before the second debate. And I was asked about this thing where they were going to start, you know, shutting off the microphone, right? There was that whole conversation. And what I said was, was that you're going to have, we're going to not be able to hear them, but they're going to be able to hear each other. So Trump's going to be interrupting. And then you're going to have this stuttering Joe Biden. Is that the imagery the Democratic Party wants, a stuttering Joe Biden? I was referring to the fact that Trump would be interrupting him and he would be stammering his way through. And what I said was stuttering. Not thinking, of course, that Joe Biden had a stutter. He may still have a stutter. And people took it as, oh my gosh, Tony Katz is insulting his stutter. I come to you today on the one-year anniversary of the death of my younger brother, which is a surreal thing. I decided I'm working, right? I want to do this because I, I honestly, it is so weird. For those of you who have lost a sibling, and it, it, there are things at, at this age, right? My, my brother was 45 when he passed. 45? Yeah. You don't think it. It just it never comes into your headspace. Of all the things I've thought and planned before, that wasn't it. My, my brother uh, was autistic. My brother's stutter was intense. There was no making fun of my brother growing up. There was no making fun of my brother. It would never, ever have crossed my mind. Now, could I have said it better? Sure. Absolutely. I I absolutely agree. People were writing, you have to apologize. To who? To you? I don't know you, stranger, on social media. But I said at the time, I'm, I'm on this show, that if Joe Biden wants an apology, sure. No one's trying to insult the man. I got plenty of things I disagree with him on. I don't need to do that. You blamed Antifa and Black... So that's that story. And then he continues. You blamed Antifa and Black Lives Matter for the treasonous actions of your fellow Magites' actions today at the Capitol. No, I didn't. I never did such a thing. What I did, however, was ask the question of who were these people because I didn't know at first. For asking a question, people went crazy. They're carrying Q signs and have MAGA hats. Why do you have to ask? Because I know people lie. We have video from these uh, George Floyd protests where there are these black women saying, please stop destroying that building. They're going to think it's us. But it was some white guy in all, in all the garb and all the uh, you know, uh, armor and breaking things, making them look bad. And then uh, they, they finish uh, up with, he's a traitor to this country and the Jewish community for pandering to these people. These are his listeners. These are the people who he encourages with his lies and deceptions all on the name for a dollar. And he includes people like the guy wearing the Camp Auschwitz shirt. He thinks you are that guy. You think that guy is listening to me? You think you're listening to that guy who wears a Camp Auschwitz shirt? 
By the way, it's always good when the Jewish guy accuses the other Jewish guy of just being uh, in it for the money. That that does a great job with helping with stereotypes. Let me tell you, who just just cleans it right up. And then uh, he calls me a traitor, a scoundrel, and a grifter. And by the way, scoundrel, that's... I don't know this dude. I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. From what I remember, nice enough guy. But certainly with this connection, he could have reached out and been like, hey, I, I heard some things you said, and I, I'd like to understand what it is you're talking about. Could have talked, but no. This is where people are. This is where people are at. Making assumption on assumption on assumption as opposed to wanting to know. Because it's easier to act on emotion than it is to engage in a conversation that is rational. And this is what we're in for for the next four years. And Kamala Harris and Joe Biden proved it. That's coming up next. So how did the infiltration of the Capitol become a racial conversation? Well, it became a racial conversation when they said if these protesters were black, they would have been shot. A woman was shot and killed inside the Capitol. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. And aren't you now saying that all the cops... All those Capitol Police who are there to protect you are racists? That's exactly what they're saying. Kamala Harris was clear. We witnessed two systems of justice. When we saw one that let extremists storm the United States Capitol, and another that released tear gas on peaceful protesters last summer. The American people have expressed brightly outrage. We know this is unacceptable. We know we should be better than this. The promise of our country is that all people will be treated equally. That's what the rule of law is supposed to be about. Too bad it's not for cops, because you just called them all racists. She called them all racists. Two sets of rules? You know, there are black Capitol Police officers, right? And don't get me wrong, don't get it twisted. I want to know why more wasn't done. The unbelievable lapses. You know, is, is, it, is it Occam's razor... Never, um, what, what's the one that says never apply to malice uh, what could be uh, applied to stupidity? Is That's not Occam's razor, right? That's the most obvious answer is the answer, I believe. Um, it, 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 it's, it's one of those um, kind of things. Hanlon's razor, sorry. Hanlon's razor is the one that says, never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. But it wasn't just the incoming vice president. Them lining the steps of the Lincoln Memorial because a protest by Black Lives Matter. She said, Pop, this isn't fair. No one can tell me 
that if had been a group of Black Lives Matter protesting yesterday, there wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have been treated very, very differently. The cops, Capital City Police, are racists. That's what the incoming president of the United States just said to police. Oh, it's going to be a rough four years. Rough four years. How else can you even look at it? And I've seen some people buy into this. Well, yes, it would have been different. So uh, just so we're clear, you would have rather the police shot tear gas at people, rubber bullets at people, or live ammunition at people. You would rather have hundreds of people injured or damaged one way or another. I I just want to make sure I understand you. If you're saying that things were improperly applied, could it be taken that what you wanted to see is all them white folk burn? I'm asking the question based on what it is you said. I'm extrapolating it out. So what you're telling me is, that's a weird thing to want. That's a weird, peculiar thing to want. In Washington, D.C., and although I don't think it applied in this case, they no longer allow tear gas to be used, right? They took all that away. They took away the ability of the police to actually engage policing. Did that have an effect on the Capitol Police? Well, this is federal and not not uh, the city of, of Washington, D.C., so maybe not. I, I would need a, a more of an expert to look into that. But now it's two things. First, cops are racists. Capital City Police that protect us are racists. And, you know, it would have been nice just to see a couple of those Trump people dead or crying or snot coming out of their nose. That would have been great. However they want to now spin that is totally up to them. I am only disappointed that I see other people buy into that and the real hate that 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 thought process comes from the place that we could have agreement is asking the question of why in the world were you not protecting the capital there have been multiple times where riots have happened in cities police either told to stand down or didn't act and people want to know why why was this so you can make arguments about hey there's a difference between protesters and rioters i'm fine with that But there are plenty of places where police didn't act and you want to know why, and they didn't act here and you want to know why. That's a worthwhile conversation. Let's have that one, and let's get answers. And there's a reason that the Capitol Police Chief has resigned, that Mitch McConnell asked the Sergeant-at-Arms to resign, I think is very strong, and he did. Uh, The Sergeant-at-Arms, Michael Stenger, did um, submit his resignation. Calling all these Capitol Police officers racist, I don't think is a sign of leadership. I think it's a sign of um, appeasing your base and a harbinger of things to come for police officers, which I feel awful about. But the new leadership has just shown you how they bring about unity.
it's not looking good for you. On Rumble, get the podcast. Just search for Tony Katz. It's K-A-T-Z. This is Tony Katz today.